baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. WTIC News Talk 1080. This is the Will Marotti Show. Will Marotti, your host, Matt Sorois, gamefully manning the master control panel, monitoring all aspects of the show, <laughs> taking your calls this morning wonderfully. Uh, how are you doing this morning? Cold out there, huh? But, you know, it is January in Connecticut. Uh, I saw, I think, I saw tomorrow night it's going to get down to five. <laughs> Whoa! Cold, cold, cold. Uh, unbelievably cold. You know, I um, I was very saddened to hear, and I'll talk about this later, I was very saddened to hear that they identified the cause of the uh, high-rise fire in the Bronx. And uh, it all started in one apartment, and it started with a space heater. And uh, the reason that that's that, I mean, it doesn't matter, right? I guess people have died and, and have been injured. I mean, the damage is done. But again, preventable space heaters are p potentially the number one cause of house fires every year. Uh, 25,000 residential fires can be traced back to space heaters and about 300 deaths. And. Uh, <clears throat> If you're a retired or active firefighter, you may want to back me up on that one. Um, we got a lot to talk about today. I'm going to start with a topic I finished with last year, which is this juvenile facility thing. But uh, this morning, uh, within the space of a half an hour, I got two uh, messages from friends that fathers had died. Not of COVID, but it doesn't really matter, right? Because it's always hard to lose a loved one. And then you think of the of the, of the 19 um or 17 people that died in, in the, the fire in, in the Bronx, and, and almost half of those being children, um, it's, even, it's even more tragic. So as we approach the 9-11 moment, 9-11, the whole purpose I started this 9-11 is 9-1-1, you know, cry, help, help God. Help God, 9-1-1. Um, let's take a moment and center our thoughts as we have our 9-11 prayer. Heavenly Father, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Thank you for a, a beautiful day, albeit cold, beautiful day that we got to wake up this morning. We're moving about, doing what we need to do, what we want to do, what we can do, what you've gifted us to do, what you've blessed us to do. We thank you for that. We thank you for our families. We pray you protect them today. And I uh, want to pray for those that are suffering with grief right now over the loss of their loved ones. Uh, comfort them, God. Let them Let them sense your presence and your comfort at this horribly difficult time. Always hard to lose the people we love. And uh, we pray particularly you bless the folks in in the Bronx who lost their loved ones and, and the children, the, hor the horrific loss of children. 
pray for our medical workers, those that are caring for those that are ill. We pray for the ill, praying that you give them health. Pray for our first responders, particularly this time of year for firefighters, police, uh, EMTs, and uh, pray for our leaders. We, our leaders need some help, Lord. They need some common sense. They need some direction. They need some wisdom. We all need wisdom for you. And so we pray that you give us that wisdom from above. And we thank you today, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Can I get an amen out there? Um, so, yeah, space heaters are, are just, you know, they're fine. They're fine, but you got to take care of them. you got to watch over them. That's what I tell people all the time. And I know they say, oh, you're being so careful. I tell people all the time, particularly at church, do not leave. I don't even want them plugged in when you're gone. If we're if we got a space heater in part of the building and we're not there, take take the space unplug the space heater i just don't i just don't want to take a chance because i've known this for a long time that space heaters were notorious fire sources particularly in wintertime obviously because you don't need them in the summertime but tonight we're going to get down that super cold weather and, and we're concerned about pipes freezing and i know people put heaters under their sinks and you know if you have any draft areas that that are concerning uh you just got to be so careful with them make sure there's no you know bags touching them curtains touching them um it's it just a it's just a real avoidable problem and then sometimes they have you know sometimes they have internal shorts their their heat sources they get hot wires burn wires melt things wear out so just be so so super careful please with space heaters we don't we don't need any any more fires for that um but i started this topic yesterday and i really this is a and and, and the topic itself and the amount of money behind it isn't necessarily the big thing although it's 25 million dollars and and to all of us i would guess except maybe um um tom shattuck to all of us 25 25 million is a lot of money uh hey pray for todd feinberg he's i can think it's i mean he's he's ill he's ill and uh we want him to be recovered and, and fully fully fine I'm, I'm sure he's fine but pray for him and um uh joe markley's gonna be filling in for todd this afternoon we love joe markley and he's gonna be filling in for todd so that's wonderful um, but this is a, this is one of those things that just really bugs me, and I wonder if it bugs you. Um, there's a a, a a juvenile retention facility, I guess, close to the um, the uh, Connecticut Valley Hospital, the uh, the Connecticut Valley Hospital Middletown, right? Uh, it was a uh, campus that was used for housing underage criminals teenagers that now have been sent they closed it three years ago and um they've sent those folks to either manson the manson youth institution or, or the york um, correction facility um now there's calls to reopen this campus <clears throat> and at the cost of 25 million dollars to refurbish it um what do you think of that first of all do you, do you think do you think it's wrong for you know let's say a 17 year old who committed murder or you know carjacking or rape or you know fill in the blank do you think it's wrong to send them to a, a more adult type facility even though there's separation between between the inmates right um or, or do we open this up? And then why did we close it in the first place? Three years? Three years ago? We didn't realize three years ago? Well, maybe we're going to have keep that. 
and, and of course now 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 somebody texted me yesterday or, or messaged me uh, messaged me yesterday and said it's a real dump, and it needed a renovation when they were using it. Okay, fine, fine. I don't I don't think we should have decent humane treatment and it should be clean and it should be you know sanitary and all those things. But twenty five million. What do you think of that? Is that a good idea? Do we even need to do it? I guess is the question. Do we need to do it? Should maybe maybe we just put these teens over at the, at the adult facilities? Let them see what you know. Remember that, that what was it years ago? Documentary. I think it was called Scared Straight. Maybe a little dose of reality in how prison life is is good. Is good for some of these young folks who make bad decisions. Or or maybe maybe no. Maybe it's better to have them in this uh, in this other facility. Um, for educational and vocational, I'm reading this from an article in CT News Junkie, for educational vocational programs, indoor, outdoor recreation, medical, mental health services. <clears throat> Try to help kids engage in better thinking patterns. That's fine. That's all fine. I, I, I don't have a problem with that. I think it's going to take more than that, but I don't have a problem with that. So 800-966-9842, 860-522-9842. Do you think... This is necessary. Do you think it's a good idea? Um, do we have to keep them in a separate facility, number one? And then number two, do we have to spend 25 million taxpayer dollars? I was getting my, I was so funny, I was getting my emissions done yesterday afternoon and I went to our local uh, place that does emissions testing. And um, it was crowded. It was crowded. The waiting room had about half a dozen, six, seven, eight people in it. And and we were talking about it, and we just joke, start joking about, you know, the $20 for the emissions and where does that go? What does it do? And, uh, you know, spending more of our money, you know, it just it's just kind of, uh, I mean, $20, I, I, you know, it's not the end of the world, but, you know, times how many, how many millions cars, right? Cars and trucks, it kind of, it kind of adds up, right? So um, the recommendation uh, to reopen and rebuild this facility, Executive Director of the Judicial Branch Court Support Services Division, that's a mouthful, um, which would run the facility, Gary Branch said it would be a benefit that uh, teens accused of engaging in serious criminal behavior would have a chance to receive these type of services and lead them to productive life. Well, there's no guarantee about that, right? I mean, there's no guarantee anything that, you know, the recidivism is high across the board, except in faith-based programs. It's much, much lower in faith-based programs. Um, but, but, you know, that, that's, you know, separation of church and state. That's what they, they start screaming. Is this a wise thing to do? Do you mind if $25 million of your taxpayer money goes to, to, to rehab a facility that was just in use three years ago, just closed down three years ago? Um, and be, and be able to put these kids in there. I mean, listen, I, I'm all for second chance. I'm all for, you know, do what we can to to, to help them. But I, I think if there's not a faith-based component, it's a waste of money. I think it's a t- complete waste. I think these kids are going to come in, come out, and they're going to, they're going to, they're going to, most of them are going to commit crimes again. Um, I, I, I don't want to be negative, pessimistic, but I, I just feel like it's a huge investment for for a plan that, Apparently it wasn't working before, right? If they closed it down three years ago, it, it probably wasn't working then. So what's going to be different now? 
You know, it's it's like it's like you go into these inner cities and you spend twenty five million, fifty million, a hundred million dollars to revitalize, right? But it's still things don't change. It looks nicer. It looks nicer, but the same people are there, and and we're not doing what needs to be done to break generational cycles of poverty, violence, out of wedlock births. Until you change people's hearts, it doesn't matter how much money you pour into the neighborhood. Yeah, it'll catch a few, a few changes here or there. But but that's I said. This is the same thing. If 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 it wasn't working before and you closed it down three years ago, why is it going to work now after we spend twenty five million dollars plus plus because we have to we have to open this place, we have to heat it, we have to staff it, and there's a you know hidden costs. So I think that's a big question, and I'd like to to get your thoughts on that. 800-966-9842-860-522-9842. The other thing is I, I need your help. On my best day, on my best day, I need your help, and that is to get your friends, your relatives, your associates, and your neighbors to listen to the program. Just give it a shot. Hey, 9 o'clock, you can listen on WTIC News Talk 1080. You can listen on WTIC.com. You can get the Odyssey app, and you can listen anywhere. They also have the recorded versions. You can, if you missed the show a little bit yesterday, you can pick up on the recorded version. So, so there's plenty of things to do, plenty of opportunity there. Um, other things I'd like to get into today. Um, there's a there's a poll that just came out. This is a a, a a Associated Press poll with the Center of Public Affairs Research, and they want to know what people are most concerned about going into the midterms. Um, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised at how things have changed in, in a relatively short amount of time in the midst of COVID. In the midst of COVID, we're going to talk about that. Also, there's something trending on, on, on Twitter. Now, I have to admit, I've not been, I've not been in my uh, local neighborhood grocery store, so I'm not, I, I, I can't give you an eyewitness report. But what I can do is um, I can tell you what's trending on Twitter. What's trending on Twitter right now is hashtag, hashtag bare shelves Biden. And apparently, now I, I was there last week and I did notice there was some some spottiness on the shelves. There were some bare spaces and certain certain things. But it looked overall okay. That was just last week. So what's your experience been? Have you been in a store today? I know a lot of seniors go out on Tuesdays. Have you been in a store today or um, within the last couple of days? And, and are you seeing these gaping holes of bareness on shelves? Or or is this just kind of spot around the country? Not necessarily a, a, a national trend. One of the uh, CNBC uh, reporters uh, took a picture from a Trader's Joe location and captioned it "Apocalypse Now." So that that's kind of interesting. I, I just like to know what your response. Is. What have you seen? Have you been in a store the last forty eight hours and are the shelves bare? Are are you have you witnessed that? That's my question. Eight hundred nine six six nine eight four two eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Let's go to uh, West Hartford and Jason. Jason, welcome to the program. Nope, Jason hung up. Okay. <laughs> Call back, Jason. Um, <clears throat> many uh, 
many people are saying it, and they had a bunch of Twitter, again, a bunch. I don't know what's a bunch, seven, eight Twitter posts that um, um, were showing bare, bare shelves. Um, Red State, okay, so there's not a liberal, but Red State managing editor Jennifer Van Leer uh, said there was no there was no plain cream cheese found in Simi Valley, California. No plain cream cheese. Well, that that's a that's a startling thing. No plain cream cheese. <clears throat> By the way, uh, no no scheduled guests this hour. You are the guests. It is totally up to you to carry the program this first hour. And so we want to hear from you, 800-966-9842, Let's go to Enfield and George. George, welcome to the program. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. I can tell you exactly why the grocery store shelves are spotted and a lot of sections are completely empty. Cause have I've you witnessed that, George? Have you, yeah, have you actually at, been in the store recently and you see that the shelves are very bare? I work for them, so I can tell you exactly Oh, okay, why. good. <laughs> <laughs> So the problem is multifolded. First of all, for the last year to two years, a lot of vendors and people that produce a lot of the products that we sell have cut way back, and they're having trouble, you know, with merchandise and with the chain supply chain of products to actually make the products. The second thing is a lot of truck driving companies and a lot of the deliveries of the large warehouses, like a CNS or a Bazudos, they don't have enough employees working in their warehouse. They don't have enough truck drivers. And then this holiday weekend, which just happened through Christmas and New Year's, the, the, the spike in COVID and people not working, some stores, like some of the stores I work in, we're two days behind in deliveries. Really? <laughs> so really? Okay. products aren't even coming into the store. And then on the second front of that is a lot of these big warehouses are putting the grocery stores on an allocation, right. which they're only giving us a certain number of quantities that we can bring in. And when we order those things, some things are out of stock or not available anymore. So then we get cut back on the other items. So it's not necessarily we don't have we don't have the stuff, right? It's not it's like we're not making we stop making uh, the chicken wings or we stop you know we stop making chicken tenders. That's not the case, right? No, it's not the case. But if you go back to the companies like the Tyson's or the Purdue yeah. world yeah. that make a lot of those products, their production is ramped way down because of this whole this whole supply chain they can't keep up with their production they can't keep up with their employee levels they can't keep up with the shipping and that's hmm. a piece of it and then you throw in obviously new england issues you throw in a couple of storms where we have a storm and then we yeah. have an ice storm people shop like crazy they clean the shelves out and grocery stores in general and i don't understand why this is this is normally a very slow time of year for us yeah we're up we're up 15 and 20 percent in sales every other day so Really? Wow. What, okay. What's going on, right? Where uh, yeah, I don't know. So, so is there an end in sight, George? What do you What do you think the fix of this is? What's What's the What's the the salvation here? Well, I think we need to get out of this COVID craziness. Yeah. yeah. Um, because the, a good bulk of the problem that we're having is just the manpower to actually produce the products for the consumers, mm-hmm. the manpower to deliver to the stores, and you know, I'm not going to say which store I work for. But we're severely short-staffed throughout the store, and it's been that way for a year and a half. This yeah. last year of 2021, 
with just a massive manpower shortage. People don't even come in and put job applications in. George, I want to thank you so much for your firsthand uh, insight and knowledge. Very helpful to the situation, and I know we'll get through it, but keep up up the good work. Thank you. All right, going to take a break. A couple commercials news. Uh, John, Patty, you guys are up next, 800-966-9842-860-522-9842. You guys are the special scheduled guests today. Need your help, even on my best day, so please give us a call. Stay with us. This is the Will Marotti Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. All right, welcome back, 939, uh, Will Marty Show. Hashtag Bear Shelves Biden continues to trend on Twitter as shoppers encounter desolate grocery store aisles. Has that been your experience? Have you, have you been out in the stores? I have not been out in my local store in several days, so I can't attest that. However, the last time I was there, I'm trying to think last time I was there, maybe Friday, Saturday, I don't know. Um, I did notice there were some, some diminishing areas, some things that were out. Other things that have been out were, you know, I found no shortage of toilet paper. So, I mean, I think that's something we can all rejoice over. Uh, no shortage of toilet paper. So if, if that's been your, your, your experience or not, please uh, call and let us know. 800-966-9842-860-522-9842. One thing I am going to do, I, I, asked for some, uh, I asked for some guidance yesterday, and some of you guys uh, had some good ideas. One of the ideas was uh, everybody should get the same amount of time, which is about two minutes. Two to three minutes. That's up to the host. And so I just want you to know, I'm not. Uh, you, you're going to have definitely a, uh, you know, a time to talk, but it's not going to be unlimited. So you're going to have to be concise uh, with your your information and and uh, try to try to get in there. Unless we're like arguing, in that case, I'll let you go a little bit longer if we're arguing. All right, let's go to uh, Nogatuck and Patty. Patty, welcome to the show. Good morning, Pastor. Well, wonderful to have you back. Thank Amen. you. All your morning prayers. Love them. Um, I wanted to say you were talking about the space heaters. I asked my husband if he had any simple tips that we might overlook, mm-hmm. and he said on the electric heaters to make sure we used um, the very strong um, extension cords, 10 or 12 gauge. Mm. And he said um, sometimes if you leave your cabinets open, that mm-hmm. might be enough to warm your pipes. I asked him if there was anything you could put on the pipes. He said there is, but it's expensive. Yeah, it's a and he also sure. said if you had uh, any gas heaters that people were using, please be sure to have a carbon monoxide heater. And he cautioned people from leaving their ovens on if they were gas ovens because that would give off carbon monoxide. Right. And those were the tips, Pastor Will. Yeah. No, that's good. I mean, I I just, it's sad to me because it's one of the number one causes in wintertime of of house fires. And it's avoidable. You know, it hurts to be cold. Yeah. Yeah, well, you don't want to be cold, but you want to be on fire either. But you want to be safe. Right. That's Yeah, sometimes yeah. simple tips, simple things that you really don't know a lot about are enough to save your life. Mm-hmm. Keep them, like you said, away from blankets, or, you know, from surfaces that can burn easily. Sure, sure. The so location counts, but uh, they definitely the heavy-duty extension cords, 10 or 12, he said, uh, 10 or 12 gauge is the one. And um, keep, you know, be very careful of your ovens. They do put out carbon de- uh, monoxide. Carbon monoxide detectors in your house would be helpful. Sounds great. Patty, thank you so thank much. Thank you, sir. Call. Yeah, don't use the, the, the little brown extension cords that you use for your Christmas tree lights. We don't your heater. That doesn't work, right? Uh, you know, it just, um, it's it's so avoidable. All right, let's go to uh, Frank in Woodbridge. Hello, Frank. Uh, the best thing to do is to turn the thermostat up. 
<laughs> well, you know, I get it, but sometimes older homes, particularly where they have drafts and you get down into this 10, 15 degree weather and it's windy, pipes freeze. You know, it just can't be. Right, well insulated, too. You know, this uh, Supreme Court ruling, I think, is going to be a split decision. I think uh, Biden's going to be allowed to tell government workers they have to get vaccinated, but not private companies. Okay. Well, I, I hope not. I hope I hope the, the whole thing is struck down. There's an article in the Atlantic this morning. People are saying, listen, I've been vaxxed. I've done everything I'm supposed to do. I'm done. Enough is enough. That, the- that sentiment is starting to really build in the country because it was two weeks to flatten the curve two years ago. Or not quite two years ago, but it was two but weeks flat. This, devast- this will have devastating consequences for the trucking industry because yeah. there's tremendous yeah. shortages right now. And a lot of people don't know it's changed in the last 10, 20 years. A lot of these workers that retired were whites. Now, a lot of blacks are coming in, which is good, but they don't like the vaccine. No, and typically the African-American community is, is, is more resistant to the vaccine. Right. Than and if they're others. forced to get the vaccine, they might quit. Well, and, and think about all the people who have been fired. Think of all the health care workers that got fired in New York because they wouldn't get vaccinated. And now we're, we're, we're having, looking at opportunities of bringing international nurses to the country to work because we can't find our people to staff the but hospitals. Doesn't, but doesn't that bother you, though, that nurses don't want to get vaccinated? The ones who are working on the sick There's people. a lot of people in health care that don't want to get vaccinated. Why, though? The guy that helped invent the, the mRNA vaccine uh, doesn't doesn't recommend it for kids at all. He says, I would not get my kids vaccinated. There's no need. It's, it's, really it's very, what? you know, understand this, Frank, and you know this. I'm not saying this for your benefit. But doctors are people, too, right? And they're prone to political bias. Exactly. They're prone to, to personal bias. So just because they're a doctor or, a, or a, any, any healthcare professional or they're a scientist or they're Dr. Fauci, their word is not law. Their word no, is not gospel. Exactly. It's yeah. always going to be tainted by their own personal worldview exactly. and filters. And, and, and you, can't, you can't escape that. You can't escape and power. That. That's why they say they practice medicine. Right, and power. And power, absolutely. Right. That's Frank, thank you, thank you for your call. I appreciate it very much. Uh, 800-966-9842, 860-522-9842. Apparently no one cares about this, this facility in Middletown that's going to require this $25 million renovation after it was just closed three years ago to be able to um, house uh, juvenile, juvenile offenders minor uh teenage criminals um and and sometimes what they do is not so minor sometimes what they do is pretty big uh the other thing is what have you seen in your stores uh bare shelves or is it exaggeration or is it accurate i don't know i am in the store like i said for days so i don't understand um i don't understand what exactly the uh the circumstances although we had to call it talks it sounds still supply chain supply chain supply chain let's go to rudy in florida rudy welcome hey 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 We were having a little Twitter war yesterday with one of uh, our liberal friends. Well, of course, he emails it to me. He email your liberal friend emails it to me, and like a badge of honor. See, they're not listening to you anymore. That is funny. He emailed you. Well, yeah. anyways, let's not give credit to him. Um, on the food shortage, yes. it's funny because Florida. Florida um, oozes with competence, and that's why I was calling you because of DeSantis. But uh, Publix, yeah, as of like May, 
said that they were stocked 175%, that they were overbuying dry goods, canned goods, um, once the pandemic hit. So for the, the year of 2020 into 2021, they were loading their warehouses up. Now, I told Matt, I was in there yesterday, and they had no specialty sport drinks, the Gatorade, the Powerade, the juice really? boxes. That was wiped out. Okay. The soda section was full. Okay. But um, where you used to see like eight deep for like a can of Campbell's soup, you're seeing four deep. The, the dog stores are, are more scary. My, my dog's food, they're usually about 10 bags on the shelf. There was only yeah. four. Really? Wow. Okay. So, well, again, I, 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 think, about, I, I think it's probably supply chain as much as anything. We've had back-to-back unbelievable record revenue years in the state of Florida, and a lot of it has to do with sales tax and hotel occupancy tax. And um, Governor DeSantis, he's putting a task force together to monitor election fraud. Yeah. Uh, after those guys from Connecticut mm-hmm. that winter down here got busted for voting in both states. Yep, yep. And then, are you ready for this? We're going to be a self-contained state. He put $10 million into two state colleges that have um, semiconductor um, factories Uh, near them to increase uh, training workers to make the semiconductors for automobiles and everything else Uh so that we don't have to rely on China. Now, the same guy that emails you likes to kill this governor. Yeah. He's the biggest lied about governor in the country. Well, of course, because he's successful because Florida has the second lowest death rate in the country, only to Alaska. So, I mean, he's done all the right things, and he gets he gets eviscerated by by the liberals because they they lose their minds over the guy because he doesn't second fall into their death. to their pattern. Rudy, I gotta gotta grab another call here. Thank you for your call. Appreciate it. Let's go to uh, Ralph in South Carolina. Ralph, welcome to the show. Good morning, Pastor. It's 36 down here. So just Thank to you. Let you Thank know, you for sharing the joy. Get, it doesn't get chilly. Uh, I have a question for you and your listeners. Fire away. Uh, I'm Italian. I have olive skin. Does As that do I. make me a person of color? Or what determines a person? You know, I don't know what level of pigmentation in your skin makes makes you a person of color. I mean, even white people are people of color. I mean, if you if you hold again, albino might be, but if you hold a a sheet of white paper next to anybody's skin, they're not white. They're light. My my mentor of of of, of almost uh, twenty two years, Doctor Raleigh Washington, uh, says to me, he calls us he calls us the brothers of a lighter hue. <laughs> Right. I mean, Portuguese, Spanish, Greeks, we yeah, are I all. Know. Uh, I don't know. Maybe if you're Scandinavian, you're white. I don't know. I, I, right. I, I, I certainly do not have white skin, to your point. So I'm, I'm right. So my that. point is, where is the line? Who determines the line? Now, they're saying that you can get a shot if you're a person of color. Well, who's going to make that determination, Pastor? Well, it's not so much color. It's, it, 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 I mean, it is. It is. But it's, it, it's not saying ethnicity. So if you're a. If you have a, a certain kind of ethnic background, you're more inclined to, uh, you know, like, like, like for instance, African Americans are more uh, inclined to sickle cell anemia than, than right, other exactly. folks are. So I, I mean, I, I understand it. I, I'm not making make it because I don't care anyway. I'm not. I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm done. I had. I had COVID. I had my shot. I'm done. I don't care who else gets one. 
So no, I, um, and I totally understand that. No, and I don't mean I don't care. I have, I'm indifferent to. I'm just saying it doesn't bother me if other people are going to get vaccines and I'm not. It doesn't bother me at all. So no, I'm, and I, I'm fine I, with I, but that. my point is that who deter, who makes that determination of that you're a person. Well, I guess what you know if you're if you have all. African origin or you know some other group that is is more susceptible. I, I guess that's that's how they figure it out. But again, it doesn't bother me because I'm good. I, I got my shot. I've had COVID. I'm recovered. I, I, I feel like I'm bulletproof. I mean, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I could be in a hospital next week. I don't know. But I think I'm fine. And I, and I don't feel like I, I need any additional uh, protection. But, Ralph, thank you for your call. All right, let's take a quick break, uh, Matt. A couple commercials, and then we'll come back. Tom, Lori, you're up next. 800-966-9842-860-522-9842. Call us in. Back to the Will Marathi Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. All right, welcome back. 9.55. Do you notice the uh, CDC changed the definition of vaccination? We're going to talk to Chris Powell at 10.07 to, to find out why that is potentially why they changed it. Let's go right back to the calls. Uh, going to try to fit everybody in, so stay with me. Can we have some patience with me? Uh, Lori in Glastonbury, welcome. Hey, good morning, Pastor Will. I have two thoughts on the the juvenile facility being reopened. The first thought is that a lot of legislation is passed with the expectation that it's going to meet social justice requirements, but it tends to backfire. And then my second thought is there is that element of fatherlessness that happens within, um, Unfortunately, at this point, a lot of inner city communities. Sure. And um, I, there, I don't know if you ever heard this story, but it's called Dads on Duty. I believe it was Shreveport, Louisiana, where um, this high school, there was just multitudes of fights happening every day. Kids are being truant. It was just a mess. Mm-hmm. And these dads finally kind of stepped up and said, okay, we're done with this. They go into the school. All the fights stopped. The truancy stopped. Kids' grades were improving, all because of the influence of, mm-hmm. of that stability and that leadership within the school. And, and that's always like been the problem, Lori. We we tend to treat symptoms, not causes. And so, exactly. uh, you know, that's and I don't know that I'm not saying I'm against this necessarily. I just don't know if it's a great idea because if it was, why they shut it down in the first place? That's what I want to. Lori, I'm gonna let yeah. you go because I got a full board here. But thank you so much for your call. Let's go to uh, Cheshire and Tom. Tom, welcome to the show. Great show. Yeah, I have some reasons for the supply chain problem. Is one is everybody's stocking up because they're afraid to run out for one thing. Yeah. So that doubles the supply, doubles the demand with the same supply. And I had a funny thing happen. One day I'm walking into Walmart and I see a guy walking out with a fishing pole. He says, "That's unusual. I fish a little." I'm walking inside. The guy's buying a fishing pole. Yeah. My next thought was maybe I should get another fishing pole. <laughs> Without even thinking about run it, on you know, poles. consciously. Yeah. So I said, if you if you are a store owner, want to sell a lot of stuff, have have your employees buy the item you're trying to move. Fill up a shopping cart full of like Isn't Wheaties or something. Yeah, I, I think that's human this, nature, next right? Guy buys, next guy that comes in is going to see that and say, you know, I better get some more Wheaties. You know, Tom, you're probably right. It's not a it's not a bad uh, bad way to increase your sales. But when you're already short in product, I don't know if it, it definitely. Yeah. Anyway, it's just so, uh, it's just kind of you got to get some humor eventually. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Crazy. Absolutely. Tom, thank you for your call. I appreciate it very much. Let's go to uh, let's see. Let's go to uh, let's go to Hank in Berlin. Hi, Hank. Hey, how you doing, Pastor? Great doing to good. have you back. Thank you. Hey, listen. You know. Uh, 
Man, I can't figure out these senators and congressmen, both parties, including our two in Connecticut. Mm. You know, Biden letting all these people in. Uh, and I got a buddy that lives in Virginia, close to one of the army bases where they put them all. And yeah. they let them wander off. They don't quarantine them. They don't give them a shot. I've never seen this country so screwed up yeah. now that Biden's president. And, and, a lot and of people would say that. Maybe that's they don't say a word about it. Rating. Nothing. I'm sorry? You know? Well, his approval rating is so low. I mean, I, I don't. I, most Democrats don't even want to run for election. So, I mean, that's a pretty bad sign, right? Well, yeah, and you know what? I know a lot. I, I know a lot of people that are so fed up they don't even want to vote. Connecticut, you're going to get this Blumenthal who don't say nothing and do nothing, and yeah. Murphy, they're going to be in there forever. Yeah, you know, could be. Just, that's it, why we need term limits, Hank, right? I mean, you got exactly. to get these rascals out of there. I've been saying that for years, and so a lot of people, but. Do you know the last one to propose term limits in the Congress was Bob Dole, when he really? was senator? Because that's got to be voted on yeah. by them. And, and they'll never vote themselves out of a job. That's the problem. They, you know, yeah, well, you know what? They should have the National Election Committee in Washington change that. Yeah, amen. Thank God I'll let you go for the break. Thank you so much for your call. Uh, George, if you can hang on. I've got uh, Chris Powell coming in at, 10.07, so uh, it might be a little while. We will certainly welcome call back. Guys, stay with us. We're going to talk about why the CDC changed the vaccine definition uh, or potentially why they changed it, and it could be interesting for you to find this out. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.